Welcome to the Family Cycling Podcast. My name is Karen G and I'm the founder of the Cycle Sprog website. I'm here, as always, with my co-host Alex BB. I'm Alex BB. I'm a stay-at-home dad and I love to cycle. We live a car-free lifestyle. In order to get around, we go everywhere by cargo bike. And I don't know anything about mountain bikes. So this week, I'm just going to listen to Karen and Lindsay, who do know about mountain bikes, chat about it. You'll hear from me again at the end of the episode. This is a podcast about cycling with kids. This week's episode is sponsored by Shred XS, who make great cycling kit for children. We've put in the show notes at the bottom of the episode links to everything we mention, so you don't have to worry about scribbling them down as you're listening. We'd also love to hear from you. If you've got any good hints and tips for cycling with kids, do let us have them. So without further ado, we give you the Family Cycling Podcast. Hi, Lindsay, and welcome to the Family Cycling Podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. I've just been doing a little bit of background research, actually, because I'm like, when did we first meet? So I've been going back through the Cycle Sprog archives, and it was actually back at the bike show in Birmingham on the trade day in um, 2016. It was like, fantastic, they're here. <laughs> and um, and Shred Excess, I think that was when you were, you know, in your very early days, wasn't it? By the time you met us in 2016, we had been going two years in Scotland, but it was very much... We were used to, to rock up to, to races, you know, small kids races, mount, small mount, smaller mountain biking events with our kit and sell it to people there. And mm-hmm. I suppose what happened was it was the same, same same as you had when you go, oh, my goodness, there's kit for kids. There, there's, there's clothing that actually will fit my children and not just all this adult stuff. And, yeah, we, we started from there. So. Yeah. So, so obviously to get to that point where you've got a brand where you're um, selling stuff at a cycle show, you know, let's rewind a few years. So how... How did you get into mountain biking in the first place with your kids? Um, well, I suppose I mean like, I suppose like many families who are, who are really now during lockdown, they cycled. So we cycled. We all had bikes. We'd go out for sort of wee rides on trails and things, and and that's really what we did as a family. So we weren't sort of these guys who were absolutely, you know, my husband and I it wasn't our hobby or extreme hobby. So we were just a family cycling who loved going out riding our bikes. And then sort of the start of a summer holiday, um, the kids were both still at primary school. We went out for a ride at one of the sort of local trails here, and at the bottom of that trail, my son was like, "I loved that." I just thought that was the best and Jessica standing there with an enormous smell on her face and literally that summer um, we I think whenever I asked them what do you want to do we went mountain biking so it was really lucky when we are based up in just north of Inverness we have some amazing trails up here the whole summer that's what we did we every time they said what do you want to do so I think we went from you know a cycle you know once a week for a porter round to suddenly mountain biking five days a week and I have to say by the end of that summer they could both outride me um you know <laughs> without any issue do you, did you ride with them then at that point or were you sort of waiting at the bottom for them to appear how, how do you do that when they they suddenly come on so quickly um definitely to start with I rode with them um mm. as they did get better and better the great thing is particularly with most oranges reds etc and all that they're usually what you know the escape runs or the b the b routes so they would do the the harder part you know if you're mm-hmm. the big drum jumps and i would do the bit at the side and then as they just got literally i would say by the sort of end of that summer i would we'd cycle up together and at the and then they'd go off and do one track and i go off and do the other and we'd meet up at the bottom so mm-hmm. from there we found thankfully there was three 
dads who ran a mountain bike club very close to us. I managed to get in touch with them and we joined the mountain bike club and they just took the kids riding to a whole different level. But that's just the way it went. The two of them just improved so much and I just got into it more and more. I would finish with a smile on my face as well as with my husband and I. And at our level, I see my husband was a roadie, so um, we did some convincing to get him over into the mountain biking. You know, when uh, he much preferred road riding, but we mm -hmm. did come and join us on the and we would all finish with mud covered, splattered on a Tuesday night with snow and wet, and that was it. The the bug had bitten, um, and we just I suppose got led where the kids took us. <laughs> and, and where did that journey sort of with them? I know they got quite serious, didn't they, with their riding? Yeah, well, at that time there wasn't that many kids races, but there was a whole thing called a dirt crit series up here that covered the four or five clubs that are sort of in the Highland region. And so they're very sort of dirt crit XC style, but Fraser started doing that. So we started to, to, to go around to different places and he would started racing and, and he definitely got bitten by that bug. Mm -hmm. Jessica less so, she wasn't that fussed about the racing, um, probably because she was about the only girl at that time that was riding a bike. Um, you know, the club was just all boys bar her and um, thankfully that's changed as, as, as we progressed more and more girls came into it and she did start to race as well but yeah, Fraser got the bug there and it was mostly dirt crits as I say XC style and then Scottish cycling. I'm going to stop you there Lindsay there's going to be mm -hmm. a whole load of people here who do not know what XC means so <laughs> <laughs> XC, well when they talk about mountain biking at the Olympics what they mean is XC, cross country cross-country cycling so it's the same track you go round it many times it's elbows out sharp pointy elbows so it's almost like the equivalent of a road race round round challenging obstacles um and you know start to finish person who gets the furthest fastest type of thing you know that round and round so X xc mm -hmm. is very much cross-country um and yeah, that was probably, it's the sort of main discipline that's, that's um, you see when you see mountain biking on the BBC, per se, mm -hmm. or at the Olympics, that's what they're talking about. And and yes, this was a steep curve, learning curve for me, you know, that's when you, you learn about bike tech and all that kind of thing as well. That Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a hard tail and it's this, that, and you're like, really? What are you talking about? I just thought, <laughs> yeah, what's bike. a hard tail? Yes, a bike doesn't have a tail. Yeah. It doesn't have a tail, and absolutely, <laughs> it, it was, it was... It was a, a, a jump in with both feet. I, I suppose one of the things I always, it was like, you know, the kids are excited by it. Fraser would be reading everything on it. I would be reading stuff on it because I need to know about this stuff as well. And yeah, we just started to learn more about it. Um, the one thing is, is obviously is we're starting to look at buying a different bike because the bike he had wasn't fit for purpose. You then start to look at the, you know, the kit that they wear, etc. You know, yeah, got the helmet, that sorted, gloves, okay, well, can we um, I must find them? Right, okay. The only cycle shorts that fit him were Lycra, and he's not wearing Lycra. Mm. Um, there was a couple of brands out there who did mountain biking, you know, baggy style shorts, but as I discovered um, with my children and then with just about every other person's child who has a into mountain biking or, or riding bikes a lot, they're very slim and the shorts just didn't fit. To get the length, the waist was, um, you know, they could have got two of them in to get the waist. They were really short shorts. So mm. we sort of thought, mm, there's a gap here, there's something here. And Fraser and Jessica at that time, I sort of said to them, my husband said, so 
come up with an idea for your summer holidays. This is sort of after the previous, the next summer holidays after they learned to ride the bike. And the two of them said, we're going to do mountain bike clothing, mum. And I was like, okay. So I was doing some work with schools at the time and I went, okay, I'll help you do that. And from there we designed the logo or they designed the logo. We did some t-shirts, some hoodies and caps with the logo on it. And we got, went out to sort of a couple of these races and while we were there, I, I did do most embarrassing mum stuff. I measured other people's children's waist size, legs lengths, hand sizes, really just to just make sure we could get something that fitted um, when we came out with the product. And Fraser and his dad designed the product and we got, I don't know, seven or eight prototypes made from different companies and eventually found one that worked and we negotiated a, a small purchase of, of, of shorts um, just to test the market and that was 2014 really 2014 2015 we launched because we were exactly the same you know our two were like beam poles we used to call them yeah. you know just so yeah. thin and you, mm -hmm. you just couldn't get stuff to stay up um, and I know when um, you sent us you sent us a pair of shorts and it was like yes great we can hike them in and they fit and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I have to say my youngest wore his pet all the time not not just mm -hmm. on the bike he just wore it yeah. for years and years and years because they started off sort of knee length by the time uh -huh. I finished wearing them they were a lot shorter than they were probably intended but um, yep. they're, yep. they're um, almost indestructible I think is the, is the word well we the first when we talk about oh, we've got a small order we did a small order we did the order of our black and blue which is still our best selling short or downhill short and then we mm. but we also got um, some orange ones and mm -hmm. here we are, you know, in, in 2022, and I still see orange shores out on the trails. So they are indestructible, really, they are. Yes, well, we, um, we had a, an orange pair, and they've uh -huh. they've gone through our two, and they're now with a friend's son. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. they're still out there. <laughs> and there was a moment, actually, for me, um, I suddenly noticed... Um, a couple of years after we first met, that one day I went to a trail centre, and I was like, all these kids are all wearing Shred XS now. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It wasn't, it was great. Uh, you know, just, just you just suddenly exploded, I think. And it was uh, like word of mouth and other things. People going, yeah, actually, I can get this decent size, decent kit, at a small size for my children. That's what I want. And then now with our new this sort of new arrangement, we brought in sort of the enduro shorts. We get people who were where we started, those trail shorts who just want a good quality short that their kids can go and put on. Um, you know, if you say to most people who are riding bikes, oh, go and get your riding shorts on, the girls are going to put on, you know, flimsy cotton leggings and the boys are going to put on their football shorts. But, I mean, you and I as adults wouldn't ride in that and yet the kids are. So we are finding people saying, yeah, we do want something that's a bit more protective of the kids should they come off, um, mm -hmm. I suppose. So so that's our sort of, yeah, particularly for those who are just getting into mountain biking, it's you do go out to things and like, oh, I've never heard of you before. You're a new brand. And you're like, well, mm. no, <laughs> some ways we're not. We're, <laughs> been around for um, a while. <laughs> we've been around for quite a while. But, mm. um, but it's great. I mean, it's lovely to then talk to people who are getting new into the sport and, mm help them on the way and, and, and it is about building a, fam a family of, of mountain bikers and a community of mountain bikers mm -hmm. and yeah that social side of building the brand and mm -hmm. talking to people it's just fab and um, whether that's doing it at the you know a mountain bike race or at the many amazing festivals that have now started throughout the whole of the UK as well as you know Europe is, is just great. So, and and yeah. how engaged so, with the whole business side did the two kids remain? Did they, you know, obviously, I mean, it was their idea, wasn't it? And, and they helped get it off the ground. Did they carry on and get involved in the sort of sales side and that sort of thing? Or Yeah, they... oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Jessica um, did mo does the design and she did a lot of the Facebook and designing all the Facebook stuff. So she took on that side a lot more. And, and then any events we're at, they both would stand on the stalls and, and sell and talk to people. But Fraser was tended to be the one who would go into the shops. So, you know, the first time he did that, we had literally been riding our bike down in Lagan. There he was, covered in mud. And as we drove back through Aviemore, we, we stopped in at one of the shops there at, um, at Bothy. And he went in literally covered in mud, having been riding his bike, started talking to Dave and, and there and um, came out with a sale and sold Shred Excess kit into Bothy. And we've been selling Shred Excess kit in Bothy Aviemore ever since. And, you know, there he was, uh, uh, you know, at 12, 13, going in quite happy to talk the same language to the guys there. And he could, and he sold it and he built his confidence up and it really, you know, he was the brand. So it was fantastic. The kids have headed off to Pastures now. Both of them are way off to university, oh. so we're we're at a crossroads now. With uh, oh. yeah, that's it. You might be able to convince a sixteen and seventeen year old to come on holiday. It's slightly harder to get a twenty and twenty one year old. So yes, yeah, they're going to go off and do their own thing, aren't they? But presumably, yeah. really, sort of, with so many life skills that this has given them. Um, you know, for, for a twelve-year-old yeah. to go in and start selling into, you know, into a bike shop, you know, wow, what a skill! So, yeah, yes. I mean, it, it makes them sound a little bit good, but they weren't. I mean, they were just normal kids, and, mm, and um, yeah. but they were passionate about it, and they got it going. Mm. And um, it is a life skill, and I think that's one of the things. I mean, that was always one of my aims. If you think, well, what, what, why did I do this? I mean, it wasn't that we were out, ever out to become, you know, a multi-million pound brand. It was about having fun family adventure. It was, yeah, let's make some money at it. Mm -hmm. And it did, and it has. Um, but the developing the skills and the confidence um, and just understanding of how, I suppose, the world and industry works for mm -hmm. both of them has been amazing. And they definitely have built on that in the way that they've taken their own lives forward and mm -hmm. who they are as people uh, is great. So what next? Um, what next? Well, I suppose what we, you know, if we, we look at back, what were we all about? It was about, you know, taking this family adventure forward. And, and as a family, we can't see how we can take it forward much further. So Thread Access really is now an opportunity that we're looking for to, for some other family who is into riding their bike in whatever fashion, who wants to, start a family adventure and, and this business potentially could be part of that adventure for them it does generate income um so you know it's not something or that you know you're like oh a hobby you'd invest in it it does help pay for the bikes it does help pay for the racing and you know if you're at a bike race or you're going to a mountain bike festival you know having your own stand selling things there can make it twice as enjoyable as, as literally just rocking up and leaving so yeah, Shred Access, I suppose, now we want or would love someone else to take on this this adventure for us and take it to the next level um, mm -hmm. to where we think it could go, really. So that that's what we're looking at now. Right, um, yeah. You know, oh, we're, yeah, time, time for, yeah, the baton to be passed to... To Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to keep that brand yeah. going. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people here listening going, no, please don't stop. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they love the kit so much. So um, if yeah. there is anybody yeah. out there listening to this and going, wow, I would just love to do that. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we'll put some links below. But, you know, get, I guess get in touch with you um, via the website and, um, you know, have a yes. chat about yeah. what, what what an opportunity it would be for the right right family to take this forward right family absolutely and yeah. it's not like we would abandon the moon just hand over we'd be there to support them and and share mm. all the amazing um 
stuff that we've learned and just to, to mm-hmm. help them identify yeah. further opportunities. I mean, you know, my husband, the work that he done on the, the retailers, on the suppliers and, and the quality systems and everything, you know, where there's, there's an amazing background to getting a pair of shorts out that you just don't know but Mm -hmm. it's all there and it's it's you know we would work with them to to do that and and help them achieve and you know the 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 events are booked for this year so they've almost got the chance to say all right okay we know where we're Mm -hmm. going and um know what to do with it so fun times for people i would hope yeah So is this taking you on various travels then? You know, you've, you've obviously, you, you initially ventured south of the border to come to Birmingham, but where else, <laughs> where else have you gone on where the else? Uh, adventure? Um, well, I think sort of that first couple of years, we definitely were around Scotland. So we did, um, you know, lots of events in and around Scotland, you know, up here where we are, down to, down to Perthshire and the borders uh, and, you know, tons of events. So we did almost like we'd have a Scottish tour and then, Sort of two, and then the two seventeen. So we'd done lots in Scotland, and then and then about a few trips to Birmingham, and then we did what we'd call our, our um British tour, shall we say? Because we did lots of events in Scotland. Then we came down to two or three events, including Steel City in in England, and from there we went over and we basically did this sort of sales tour where we're going in to see bike shops to say, hey, we're here. You know, would you like to take our brand on? And then across to Wales, uh, from Wales we went over to Ireland, over to uh, County Wicklow to a big mountain biking event there, and then back home. So so yeah, that, and that was great. It was like a three week family holiday, um, which was fantastic. But we were selling shed excess, and we were going to mountain mm-hmm. biking events, and we were having great fun. Um, and on the back of that, the following year we did a six weeks tour of Europe from the same way. So we did. Most of the Scottish, it was, it was like, we did the Scottish sort of events. We headed down to Malvern's and that was in June at that time. And then from there, we headed over to Crankworks in France. And then we headed over to Austria and Slovenia uh, via Switzerland and Italy. And then back to Germany and then back out to Austria and then back home. Basically riding bikes, going to races, going to festivals, going to events and just having ultimately the best family time ever with, surprisingly <laughs> oh, enough. Wow. Yeah. So, Lindsay, what do you think this sport has to offer that maybe other sports don't have? I have to say, one of the things I love is it is such a family thing. So, so mm. if you're riding, if you start riding something like one of the downhill events, if you go to one of the SDs or the British downhills, you're standing in the car park as the parent of a rider and the person standing behind you is probably the world champion's dad. Um, and he's got the same concerns and the same worries um, you know, the mum and dads of the world champs are saying, I hope they get down safe, I hope, they, I hope they're going to be fine, right, I have to get them in and get their, get their, make sure they get fed, get their bike clean, get to the, and it's the same conversations whether they're 12 or 32. Uh, it's a community and everybody feels the same and, and I think that's it and that's absolutely, um, um, yeah. And, and even, you know, even the world champs will, will stand and talk to a 12-year-old or a 10-year-old at a mountain bike track and talk about the lines and how to take it. And, and it's that sharing level that, mm. to me, you don't see that in many other sports. You don't see that in many other parts of the, industri- the world or industry or business. But mm-hmm. with this one, yeah, you do. You know, yeah. People want to help people. That's so um, nice. What, what's it like, Lindsay, when you're standing there watching your child do this stuff and you've got that, you know, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? Are they going to be okay? What, what does that feel like? Um, 
Somebody should probably ask it to person. <laughs> um, purely because I'm competitive mum at times. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 your heart is definitely in your throat mm. when you're looking at things and think, are they capable of riding that? Especially as they're younger, as they get bigger and bigger, you're like, okay, yeah, I know I can ride that, but to a certain extent. But it, then a lot of it's about the emotional stuff. And to be honest, that wouldn't matter if they were playing football or running 100 metres. Mm. It's the emotional support you need to give them but so yeah I mean I have stood at the top of a hill and I heard the the commentator saying this big ooh and knowing that's your son that's just crashed at the bottom um, oh. and that was that was quite oh my goodness and and I started to run down the hill and I was standing talking to another rider you know this 20 plus year old guy who just stood blethering to and he started running down the hill with me to make sure that my son was fine and it was yeah. just like he was it just you know he was young enough to bounce and he bounced over the finish line and he was happy but um and then it's like how do you feel about your race <laughs> you know so, mm. but, so you're there for everybody. You you feel for everybody when they're racing. This is, you know, downhill. The, but you get it in XC races, you get people hurt. So it's a community. We're here to support everybody that, that's there within this mm-hmm. sport industry, whatever you want to think about it as. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it, it makes, isn't it? It's an industry and a sport and a, and a passion. Yeah. Um, a passion, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes, a passion. Um, well, thank you, Lindsay. I've got a couple of questions, actually. I put, I put a bit out on social about um, the fact I was going to be talking to you, and um, I've had a couple of questions come back. Um, so the first one is, um, where's your favourite place to go mountain biking? Um, my favourite? I have to be honest, I still love my local tracks. I still love Lerny, Lerny um because it's along the road. Um, and because there's, you know, there's a there's a fabulous fun green, there's orange, there's reds, there's blues, there's blacks. That's just so where is this place? Are you going to tell us? So we can all it's come in and the visit. Black Isle. It's absolutely, oh, it's fabulous. It's up here in the Black Isle, so just north of Inverness. Um, you know, it, it, it's great. It's just, it, because I suppose that's it. It's a real family cycling centre. It's, it's, it's free. You basically, you rock up, you park your car at the bottom and from the bottom of the track you, you can cycle and you can spend a day there and have picnics and so yeah I would still absolutely say for me personally um it's it's still probably my favorite place probably because mm-hmm. it's the first place that emotionally we go into as kids mm-hmm. um I'm not sure if uh Jessica and Fraser would agree with me they'll probably I think Fraser would probably go back to Inners the same as everybody else and are leaving in the borders and say it's one of his favourite or oh no he loves Kinloch Bear uh, Kinloch Leaven is his favourite place <laughs> he told me, he told me that blessed. the other night There's he just told reason. me Kin, Kinloch Leaven this place between Glencoe and Fort William is called Kinloch Leaven that's his favourite place to ride yeah, yeah. You know, I remember he told me that the other night there <laughs> and everybody listening to this sort of south of the border miles from any mountains is just going to be green with envy with you just <laughs> all these things absolutely <laughs> absolutely I, I just say I have to have to say to everybody who is south of the border get north I mean Glen Trace Innerlees in the borders, a forest and all that. Fabulous riding, lovely, lovely places. But yeah, come mm-hmm. further north and you'll be amazed at the variety of riding mm-hmm. that exists up here. And are empty. I think that's the other thing is you come up here, yes. they're empty. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Can I just Definitely. ask um, both of you, what, like, I don't know anything about mountain biking and I, I don't mm-hmm. have a bike that's got, you know, double suspension or anything like that but if I wanted to get into it and get my kids into it what would be the first thing that I should do 
Rent it. Rent. Go go and find a trail centre and, and rent bikes. Right. In the short term, um, maybe. Depending on the age. Mm. If your kids are young enough, as yours are very young, it, you don't need a full-sus bike. In fact, you know, I'm buying, I mean, I, I am buying an e-bike and everyone was trying to sell me a full-sus e-bike and Jessica and Fraser went, don't be silly, Mum, you just need a hardtail. Like, you just need a full-sus hardtail. Then... A hard tail is basically one that's got suspension on the front fork, so it moves up and down, but not the back. But mm-hmm. as full sus does the back, so you know. Um, Alex rides a cargo so bike f- and a recumbent though, so I wouldn't take those down the trail. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, I w- I would say yeah, yeah just uh, you know a a couple of hundred a second hand, couple of hundred pound hard tail bike. Um, your kids on just you know, hmm. any basic. B- bike to start with until you know it's a sport that they're into I, I the thing that worries me about it because i i know there are these mountain biking trail trail centers i know they exist but i would just be worried that i'd rock up and find immediately something i couldn't handle like the gradient would be too steep and i would be scared to go down it and i i is that like a legitimate worry or is that something that i just shouldn't worry about oh no it's a definite legitimate way um and i think the thing is this is where the difference between a, a, a how how much embarrassed am I to get off my bike and walk this to oh no I'm going for it anyway and I get off my bike and walk it if I can't do it because quite frankly I'm too old to crash and hurt myself on some stuff I do still push myself I was like oh I'm going to give this one a bash you know I'm I'm fully fully armored up I should be fine but what usually happens the weekend warrior guys are the worst who say I'm going for it anyway and they just kill themselves mm. and. Because they're not, they're not prepared to admit that they're not as good as they think they are. So for yourself, if you come across something, you get off your bike and you walk down it. Hmm. I mean, when I see these guys at the World Cup, they don't ride it blind. They stop. They've walked the track three or four times. They've seen every obstacle. They've looked at every angle from it. They're not going down it blind. And yet, people that jump on a bike and think they can ride it are riding blind, and you can't. Hmm. The other thing, Alex, is when you go to a trail centre, there's the trails are graded, like on a like skiing. So a green route, um, particularly in England, um, is usually (laughs) (laughs) you know reasonably flat and undulating. I mean, there will be some slopes and stuff, but there won't be any obstacles on the track at all. And it's a family route. So, for example, they might be um, you know round a reservoir or um, you know through the woods, but reasonably flat um Mm -hmm. and then you have a blue which are the ones Lindsay was talking about where she started out on and they are um you know narrower um you know a few more sharper corners maybe a couple of jumps in them or yeah but (laughs) even a red you move up to a red everything is supposed to be rollable so you never have to leave the your tires never have to leave the ground um so a lot of it just becomes your nerve as to what you <laughs> can and can't yeah. do. So young children will just go, hey, great, and just ride over stuff. Whereas, you know, yeah. I, I think sometimes yeah. the older you get, or just the more nervous you are, you sort of start, can I really get down mm-hmm. that? Um, and as um, quite often there's a, you know, there's a walk around most of these things. But once you get beyond a red, then you have to be able to be confident enough to have your tyres off the ground. Right. Um, yeah. But um, and then yeah, and then the blacks yeah. and the oranges, and then basically beyond. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's yeah. it. There's now a, there's now a blue downhill track at Fort Bill. I mean, it's mm. just going to be awesome. Um, I think there is definitely a difference between blues in Scotland to blues in England. Yes, 
Yes. The blues in Scotland are definitely more towards the reds, so you just say, well, mm. what is it like? But that's just because we've got some places we've got steeper trails, but... Mm. Yeah, and then... I, I'm the kind of guy who gets dragged, or when I was in my 20s, I would get dragged by friends from London who know how to do it. And I would be faster than them uphill because I'm a bit fitter. And then as soon as we mm-hmm. would do descending, they would be off. And I would yeah. be on the brakes <laughs> all the uh-huh. way down. And it was like, how was that? It was like, yeah, it's good. And then some, and then you get to this point where they're, they're going to throw themselves down a hill with in a forest somewhere and I'm just like I can't I can't do that I don't know Mm. how to even begin um Mm -hmm. so I think it's interesting you say that Alex because it it is a bit like skiing you wouldn't just go skiing and throw yourself down hurtle yourself down a red run on your skis you would take lessons yeah um and and we've done that certainly as a family. Um, we've had lessons in how to ride a, our mountain bikes, and and the boys mm. have gone through um, a go ride program on how to ride mountain bikes um, because it's a skill. And if you don't have that skill, yeah. then yeah, you, you you hurtle down a, a hill, and you're just like, how do I deal with these obstacles? And it's you know once you know what to do and you know how to position yourself on the bike for the various types of obstacle you come across, um, it it makes sense. Um, yeah. And then that fear lessons i mean for me it never goes but um it's you know it's a technique and uh, if you don't practice it you you get rusty and you have to practice you know you have to get back into it so um and and we're starting to get a lot more coaching happen Mm. as well Mm. as you say there's a lot more coaching out there they've actually introduced sort of level one two and three coaching um through the british cycling and you know, Fraser and Jessica would never go anywhere near the level if I hadn't joined a mountain bike club because they got taught things. And it's great because for families. you can go for a ride by yourself <laughs> without them when they're in <laughs> <on> camp. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yes. I used to love that. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Have we got to go uh-huh. to the forest? Oh dear, I've got to kill a few hours here. I'll, I can go off by myself. <laughs> well, that's it, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you leave them to go. And uh, yeah, it was just, he went off at his pace and, and Dad and I was like, okay, let's just go and do this one, shall we? Mm. Slightly yes. different to yeah. the 102 miles an hour. Day, you know, there was no way. I've never ridden Fort Bill. It's called Fort Bill and then there's some mountain bike in the Fort William. I've never ridden Fort Bill. They've now got a blue. I will get to ride Fort Bill this year. Um but I've promised myself at some stage I'll I'll need the I will ride the championship trail. I might <gasps> be rolling it at, 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 at you know it may take me an hour and a half to two hours, not the five minutes it takes the everybody else. That's amazing. But um, I'll get down it at some stage before mm-hmm. I'm ninety. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell myself. So I tell myself. Yeah. Well, I might be <laughs> At least I'll be able to blue. go and do a blue one now as well. At least yeah. well there is a blue now. Yeah, it's just going to yeah, be great. It's going to yeah, be awesome. This blue. Yep. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Good. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the Family Cycling Podcast. It's just been great to talk to you. Um, and it's a fascinating story of how you've, um, you know, developed this from something, you know, you didn't know anything about to a, a successful business. And um, maybe there is somebody listening today who wants to take Shred Access on and um, go on that journey as well. Um, so I'm going to obviously put links in the show notes below. But do you want to just remind people where they can find your website? Thank you, Karen. It's been great speaking to you. And yeah, our website is www.shredxs.com. That's all one word, S-H-R-E-D-X-S.com. And all our um, social media tags are simply at ShredXS. So they can find everything about us at these places. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, and uh, good luck with uh, riding that blue at uh, Fort Bill. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Family Cycling Podcast. This episode was edited by me, Alex Baines Buffery, and we are supported by Cyclesprog, the family cycling website. I'd like to thank this week's sponsor, which is of course, Shred XS. Thanks to Tristan Jones and Phil Middleton for the music. A big thank you to my co-host, Karen G. I'd like to thank Lindsay Kelly for sharing her family's wonderful story with us. A special thank you to my beautiful wife, Hayley. A particular thank you to the Family Cycling Facebook group for inspiring this podcast. Without all their help, this podcast would not have been possible. You can find links to all the products we've mentioned in the show notes accompanying this episode at cyclesprog.co.uk. Some of the links are affiliate links. This means that we get a small commission if you click and buy something. Please rest assured that we will only ever recommend products to you that we would be happy to recommend to our friends and family. Thank you also to everybody who has clicked one of the links and bought something. It's a great way to help motivate us and keep this podcast going. We'll be back again soon with another episode of the Family Cycling Podcast. Lastly, I'd like to wish all of you wonderful mountain bikes.